all, welcome to the Holistic Enchantment Podcast. My name is Maria and thank you for joining me today. If this is the first time you are joining, my podcast is about spiritual things, me learning different things as I grow spiritually and I just research the shit out of them and then present them to you all. If this is your second episode, thank you so much for joining me again. I am super grateful for your love and support. So today I'm going to be talking about uh, grounding and protecting our energy. Now I did say if you listen to the whole last episode it was a bit long I did say that I was going to speak about energy and chakras and stuff like that however as I was driving to work one morning it just hit me that I probably speak about grounding and protection and it's probably fitting now that I am in Victoria Australia and we are just about to go into our third lockdown so it's probably a good time to be speaking about this it is also coming to the end of a mercury retrograde so for those that who do not know mercury represents like day-to-day communication um, and expression so it's pretty much um, represents how others take you in terms of how you communicate how you communicate via written words or in speech it really represents just like how people perceive you in speech and communication so mercury is also responsible for like coordination of our thoughts our thought process how we make sense of situations how we convey our thoughts so mercury is currently in retrograde so what that means is instead of moving in a forward motion it is moving backwards so that actually brings a lot of disruption especially depending on where mercury falls in your astrological chart so for example mercury in my astrological chart is in my sun sign which is a cancer and it's also in my ninth ninth health so what that actually means for me is so I communicate with a lot of feeling and emotions I'm quite thoughtful in how I speak I think a lot about things I either am really subjective and I can be quite personal when I'm talking or I just don't talk at all I choose not to people with mercury in cancer tend to have really great memory intuitive are sentimental you can sometimes be quite defensive just because we do take things quite personally sometimes but we do retain information really well with having mercury in a ninth house also it just means that people just crave information and knowledge and will like to study and research things not because they have to just because they want to they just want to find out as much as they can and they're quite enthusiastic with finding out information hence probably why I do this podcast but when mercury is in retrograde and moving backwards what usually happens is that is pretty much thrown out of the window so communication skills get quite worse so for example I communicate quite emotionally so when mercury is in retrograde my I find it really difficult to convey my emotions or I get into arguments quite easily or even just the way how you send emails it is quite difficult to convey what you're trying to say or you can come across as 
well, a bitch, <laughs> well, me personally. So they also have this golden rule that when Mercury is in retrograde, you don't sign any contracts, you reread things 500 times, reread emails 500 times because things are bound to happen because Mercury is also the house of technology. So they tend to say that communication in emails can be quite skewed. So there is about three to four Mercury retrogrades each year. So for this year, according to the treehuggers.com website, so we've got the current one which is january the 30th to february the 21st then you've got may the 29th to june the 22nd and you've got september 27th to october 23rd so it's roughly they go for a month so the reason why i bring up mercury retrograde is what i've been feeling quite recently i was just really feeling unbalanced in my emotions getting quite frustrated in communicating having arguments with my husband trying to attempt not to have arguments at work it's just those type of things so it's really important well I feel it's really important that we are grounding and protecting our energy making sure that we're in check particularly when astrologically the stars and the planets are not working with us as well and like I said we are in COVID lockdown we're about to go into stage four round three so I think it is also a good time to rebalance ourselves reground ourselves and protect our energy in this time because it can be quite overwhelming and do, people do get quite depressed or anxious and stuff like that. So let's talk about grounding. So grounding is also known as earthing. For a definition, according to Healthline, this is like the therapeutic technique to recenter ourselves, reconnect with the current time and place. So scientifically, it's explained as electronically or electricity from the earth is reconnecting with our bodies so just like our phones when we become they become depleted we uh, chuck in a charger and put it into the wall socket and we recharge it that's what technically earthing and grounding is meant to do so psychologically as you would have heard in my last episode i do have a psychology background so in terms of psychologically Grounding is a, a way of assisting and managing anxiety, postnatal depression, post-traumatic um, stress disorders, dissociation, pretty much just generally calming an overactive mind, any of those overactive disorders. So there are quite a few benefits, not just mentally, there's also physiological benefits of grounding and earthing yourself. So there is an article online that I do found because I do like to back up what I say with research. So, so there's an article online by a couple of scholars. It's called Earthing Health Implications of Reconnecting the Human Body to the Earth's Surface Trons. So what they found in that study, to be quite honest, there was not that many uh, people involved in it. I think there was 20 or so people. But what they pretty much resulted in is they found a significant reduction in the physiological pain of the body. They found improvement in sleep or sleep quality. They found reductions in inflammation within the body, reductions in physiological responses to stress. They also found in terms of physiological responses is if you are in a state of stress or anxiety or just feeling really overwhelmed, what happens there is your your body goes into a fight or flight response. So that is when your sympathetic nervous system is activated and your body releases all these different hormones to help you prepare for either fighting for through a situation or running from a situation. We've also got freeze and something else in there as well. So when our body goes into that 
sympathetic response, some of our organs do shut down. We release different hormones to help us in that. So what happens when you're grounding and what this research has found is that by grounding yourself, you're actually making overt attempts to deactivate that sympathetic system and reactivate the parasympathetic system, which is just your ordinary bodily response, which is quite good. So there's quite there's a whole heap of different benefits for grounding. We are holistic enchantment. So in terms of spirituality and spiritual practice, grounding is also a way of clearing your energies before spiritual work, whether it's spell work, whether it's healing, whether it's healing others, where it's divination, connecting with spirits, etc. So it's it's making an attempt to clear your energies, reconnect you to Mother Earth, to the source, release any negative energies that may be attached to you and that may impact your spiritual practices. When you're feeling really ungrounded and such, it can come across as really intrusive or excessive thoughts like being overwhelmed in your thinking, overthinking a situation and having this whole narrative that if this happens, then this, 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 and like really just jumping into time and over-exaggerating. Your anxieties flare up, your fears flare up. So like I said, you're feeling unbalanced and ungrounded. So I have a few techniques that I always use when grounding. Some of these techniques, well, if not all of them, maybe not one, you can use pretty much in day-to-day life, whether you're on the computer at work, on the train to go to work or coming back from school, etc. These techniques are really good for grounding. So my first technique of grounding that I absolutely love doing. And if you have come to see me for Reiki, I like to say this all the time to my clients when I'm feeling that their energy is quite ungrounded, they're more susceptible to ungrounded energies, is just go outside on the grass, on the dirt, barefoot, and just feel the earth beneath you. So this is a really simple technique. Everyone has some sort of earth or ground around them. If you don't, I do apologize, but majority of us do. And it's literally just go outside bare feet, stand on the grass or the dirt, close your eyes and just feel the earth beneath you. So how does the actual ground feel? So for me, for example, I'm quite sensitive to energies. So when I go outside to ground myself, this is actually me feeling the energies of the earth, the electrodes in the earth, the energy sparking up. It kind of feels like, well, Mother Earth is breathing. She is an entity in herself. So I am feeling her energy. If you're not susceptible to energies or don't feel uh, energies or you're not as sensitive to them as well, it's literally just taking the time to how does the grass feel beneath your feet? Is it itchy? Does it feel warm? Is it wet? How does this dirt feel in between your toes? It's those type of things that keep you grounded. That type of work is really just placing you in this time and place. You're making that overt attempt to slow down those thoughts and just observe something other than those intrusive thoughts in your mind. So you can do this either for five minutes, 10 minutes, half an hour, however much time you've got, but really just going outside. Absolutely love that one. Another one that I do is, well, I'm just going to call it intentional breathing. So this is when we actually make an attempt to control our breathing and make it more meaningful. So let's just think about how you're breathing now. Take some note on how you're breathing. Is it quite shallow? Is the air just only on the upper half of your lungs? Or is it really deep and is it filling all your lungs and down to your diaphragm? 
sorry, if it is the first, it's most likely that you are in, well, that your sympathetic nervous system is activated. So you're in a height of hyper arousal. So you're quite stressed. There's a lot on your mind. So what we really need to do when we do intentional breathing, we're overtly making an attempt to slow down that system and deactivate the sympathetic and reactivate the parasympathetic system. So in this, what I usually say to my clients or I do it in meditation when I do meditation is I just close my eyes and I take three to five deep breaths. So I breathe in through my nose all the way. And when I mean deep, I'm really like expanding your lower, your tummy area. And then I hold it for three to five seconds and then exhale through my mouth. So you're making an attempt to actually control and slow down your breathing and then reactivate that parasympathetic system. So like I said, this doesn't take quite a lot of time. It's only three to five breaths. You can literally do it as you are stressing or you're feeling quite ungrounded or unbalanced on a computer. It's a very, very easy technique to do. Another um, method that can be used and that a lot of psychologists use for people that become dissociated quite easily, switch off during stressful events or become quite anxious in events if they've got phobias and stuff is the five to one method. So you probably hear this is when you start from five and you work your way backwards about all your senses, you go through all your senses. So you start off with five things you can see, four things that you can hear, three things that you can touch, two things that you can smell and one thing that you can taste. So the important thing about this method is actually observing or sensing things with meaning or purposely sensing them. For example, if you're doing the five things you can see, what I mean by meaningful and purposefully seeing things is instead of saying, I can see a red car, you would say, I can see that that red car over there has a sticker of a butterfly on its back window. It's like slowing down your thought, meaningfully engaging with your senses. Like I can smell those red roses over there and I could sense that they need some water. Like it's really making it meaningful and actually using your senses. This again is something that you can do either out loud or in your head, but it's very easy to do. Another thing when I am at the beginning of a meditation or I've just formed a circle around my altar to start doing some divination work or spell work or whatever, I always, 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 always ground myself. So in a meditative state with meditation music on, first I do my deep breaths, my um, intentional breathing. And then what I would imagine is roots growing from the soles of my feet and the base of my spine, which is the root chakra, pretty much just growing outside of those areas deep into the ground. So visualizing with my third eye and my crown chakra is my roots growing and growing and then splitting and spreading further and further into the ground. The important bit about this is to really slow down your thoughts and not rush it. It's about imagine how the earth feels or how what can you see as your roots go deeper and deeper? What are the levels of the earth that you are passing through? Can you see a river, um, a, a deep ground river as your roots go past? It's really regrounding you and placing you into the earth. This goes on to my next technique is so when you're doing this, you're actually 
forming that basis of you are a tree <laughs> you your roots are growing and they're extending so another technique that i love to use particularly at work when i feel like i just need to get out of the office is literally just sit next to a tree like i don't know how easy that can be is you just sit next to a tree so research have actually shown even when they've shown patients a picture of a tree, their physiological response to stress has actually reduced as, as with their mental state, of course. But phys- physiologically, just seeing a tree helps reduce your stress and helps reground people. So just sit next to a tree. Trees are quite mystical, insightful, powerful beings. They help us live here. They bring life to us. They convert our carbon dioxide into oxygen and back and so forth. We need them. They need us. And we keep going and going. So use them. As with grounding, I do want to talk about protection. So particularly for those that are quite empathic people, pairing grounding and protection is quite important when managing both your mental and spiritual energies. When I say empathic, Empathy, for example, is the capacity to understand or feel what another person is experiencing. It's like your ability to place yourself into someone else's shoes, so outside of your own person and to to the perspective of someone else. So when I talk about me being an empath or when I talk about being an empathic person, this is basically, well, this is actually the ability to sense and feel the emotions, the energies and thoughts of other people. So for myself, I can be in a room or I can walk in a room and I can get a sense pretty much straight away of the vibe of the room. If someone's had an argument, if someone's feeling quite depressed, and this can be quite draining, particularly when you're around people that are in their own negativity loop or in their own fear based. And I don't hold that against everyone. I send them all love, but this can be quite draining for empathic people because that what happens is you kind of invite their energy, which their energy having such negativity and fear in it can become vampires and they suck the energy literally out of you. So it's really important with grounding, you're also protecting yourself to avoid that quick depletion of energy, that quick ungrounding of your own energy. What we can do is we can do a visualization. I've got two visualizations. So my first visualization is, I will call it the energy wall constriction. So Around all of us, whether you can see it or not, some people can read auras, but there is like an aura, an energy bubble, an energy wall around us all. So when we're open, our energy is quite distant from us, probably about a meter and a half or two meters around us. So when we are open, our energy is kind of overlapping with people around us. So it's very easy for us to get trapped in everyone else's negativity or for their energy energy their negative energy to seep into our energy. So what we really need to do is learn how to restrict that and bring it back into us. So what I would do before I go into work or before I go into an environment that's quite negative or quite high stressed is in the car, I literally just close my eyes. I feel my energy bubble around me and then I call it back into me. So I call my energy back into me and how I visualize this is I've got a toddler. So as a toddler being attached to your hip, that is what your energy does. Your energy is attached to you. It's quite strong around you. It's like a wall and it cannot move from you unless you give it permission to. It is with you at all times. It does not move, does not go anywhere. 
This is a way of a good way of protecting yourself and protecting from any leaks from going out. And it doesn't take very long at all. You just do, of course, your intentional breathing to slow yourself down, reground yourself. And then once you do that is you call back your energy to you and you instruct it. Do not move at any cost unless I tell you to. Another way Well, another visualization that I like to use, and I use this mostly when I'm in meditation after doing my root extensions, is I visualize the divine light, which is just above your crown. It's what connects us to the divine source, a waterfall of white silvery light engulfing my body and really just encapsulating me, blanketing all over me and forming a protective bubble of white silvery light so nothing can get in no negativity can get in and all that beautiful compassion and love is close to you like I said I usually use this when I'm in meditation because that also helps me to activate my chakras and connect with my spirit team and my guides and my angels Um, however you can also use this outside of meditation or when you just feel like you really need that love and compassion. So with me, when I do picture this light, I feel like it is very angelic light. Um, I think it is because I do imagine it as I imagine it as the divine source. So it's quite loving, and it's like a mother's um, the warmth of a mother. Another thing that you can use is before you go into a place where it's or an environment that's quite stressful, or you feel like it's going to be quite stressful, is having a go-to mantra so before you start work before you go home or before you go into school is saying a mantra that most relates to you and that will help you stay protected so for example for myself all I say is my energy is protected that's all I have to say this mantra doesn't need to be long. It doesn't need to be long-winded like a huge story and narrative or anything like that. It can just be as simple as those five five those four words and that's just really telling the universe that I am protected whether I know that you guys are protecting it or not by guys I say my spirit team but it's just saying my energy is protected so nothing you're putting the intention out to the universe and the universe is going to mirror that intention so it's quite simple as well you can do that whenever you're feeling like you need the protection my last two are quite obvious but can be quite difficult so but I'm going to say it anyway If you are in an environment that is quite negative or you feel like you do need or you get depleted really um, quickly, so you do need protection, is just distance yourself from the perpetrator, from the event, from the person, from the situation that is depleting your energy. Just distance yourself. Now, that can either be leaving the actual room or just physically distancing yourself. So if you're sitting next to a person and you're at arm's length, even though we're in COVID and we're meant to be two arm's length, but whatever, just move another arm length. Just remember, like I said, if you haven't constricted your energy wall, your energy is going to a meter and a half to two meters. So just move two meters out. You'll find that even just that slight detachment from that person's energy will help. Now, when I do see energy and I see people that are quite negative or drained or in their own cycle of negativity, their energy bubble is quite large and it's quite chaotic. So if two meters don't work, just move three meters. Now, it's easier said than done, but it's just something to be aware of. And lastly, this is quite 
obvious, but also another hard one is literally just say no. If you're in a situation or there's a situation that you know depletes your energy, that you know ungrounds you, that you know you feel really uneasy about, just say no. Don't put yourself in that situation. And I know this sounds really harsh, but particularly with empathic people, like I can talk for myself, is we quite we like to please people. We like to make people happy and that's to our own detriment. And so, and I'm probably being very hypocritical because I still sometimes don't say no, but just saying no to the situation. We are here with free will. Life is way too short. Well, this life is way too short to be sucking up to people or to be making other people happy to your own detriment. Why live a life of fear and anxiety and overwhelming stress for others we are our own people we have our own free will so just literally say no and that's what's going to protect your energy at the end of the day only you will look after yourself no one else so i know that sounds really harsh but it's true like yes you might have your support system but your support system might not always be around there so it's about learning just to say no to situations that you know is going to drain your energy and make you really stressed and uneasy now crystals if you are like me and i love my crystals i have crystals in bras socks undies no i'm joking around my neck around my car around my house so what crystals can we use to help with grounding and protection so i'm just going to name a few that i are my go-to so in terms of grounding and protection i always carry an obsidian uh, tumble stone in my bra so obsidian is really good for absorbing uh, negative energies and protecting your aura it really helps with grounding your earth chakra which your earth chakra is just below your feet and it really helps to provide insight to distressing feelings and self-limitation. So it's really just exiting from that, if we go back to physiological responses, is exiting that sympathetic nervous system response. Another one that I like to go to is any type of agate. Fire agate is a good one, but agate in general is really good for stabilizing your aura, eliminating and um, transforming negative energies as well. So agate, you can get some really lovely pieces on my website or in general, any um, small business, really nice agate bracelets or uh, pendants for necklaces, etc. Another one that I really love using for grounding is a smoky quartz. So smoky quartz is really good for neutralizing negative energies and it also helps particularly good at helping you ground. Like that is its purpose to ground you into the current day. So making sure your mind is here, your physical body is here. In terms of protection, there's my two main ones. I've got um, at the moment, I'm wearing a black tourmaline around my neck, which is really good for psychic attacks. So I mentioned psychic attacks and protecting from psychic attacks because it's not necessarily something like, oh, this witch put a hex on me. Psychic attacks is even when someone is in a really bad mental state and are thinking negative of you, they can unintentionally send that negative energy to you. Not even if they're intentionally, just by bitching, just by um, speaking ill of you, that energy can actually be sent your way. So it's really good to protect your, your psyche and protect your energy of course this is the whole episode but protect yourself from the unintentional psychic psychic attacks because that's what it is not a lot of people will intentionally cause a psyche attack it's usually those people that are, are in that loop of negativity that do another one good for protecting with uh psychic 
our psychic attacks is amethyst and amethyst is everywhere and anywhere and it's pretty much everyone's favorite crystal so amethyst is really good for like neutralizing negative energies um, within an environment it's it acts as a guard for psychic attacks and it also helps with healing and cleansing so if you are in an office space with other people and it's quite negative or even within your home in your family home and stuff having an amethyst crystal is really good around even you can buy some beautiful amethyst uh, caves as well they're super expensive but they are beautiful so yeah <laughs> so i've done a whole heap of talking again but i just think it's really important that along with everything else that's going on in this world and especially with the media and portraying a lot of fear and anxiety it's really easy to get involved in that narrative that everyone's playing so when you do ground and protect yourself you are placing yourself back into this time and now and not getting involved or engulfed in that negativity out there so I really do hope this helps and was informative. I do apologize if I mumbled my words up again. I just have a whole heap going in my mind and that I want to just say as much as I can. If you do like this episode and you haven't listened to the first one, please go back and listen to that one. That just gives you a bit of background information about myself and get helps you get to know me a bit better. If you have and you haven't already, please follow this podcast I am envisioning to release a new episode every month and then if I get more time uh, maybe two a month and I was going to provide people with insight as to what the next episode is but just like this one it came through intuition I'm just gonna allow uh, the spirits to tell me what to say and then we will talk about it if you are not already, please head over to Facebook and Instagram holistic enchantment and follow us there if you are into that witchy and spiritual side, you can also follow me on the Aussie Witchling on Instagram. And I am also on TikTok for Holistic Enchantment as well, which is super funny. You can see some super funny and awkward videos. But other than that, thank you so much for joining me again. I'm super grateful for all your love and support. If you did enjoy this uh, podcast, please let me know. I would love to hear what you have to say. And yeah, so sending you all love and light during this crazy, crazy time. Hopefully Victoria will only have a five-day lockdown. And if not, well, keep coming back to this grounding and protection episode. So until the next episode, sending you all love and light and protection and guidance. And yeah, I will speak to you all soon. See ya.